Welcome to the podcast where we talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And today we're going to get weird. Mind-blowing weird. Yeah, because some of the stuff we're talking about is uh, science-ish, real smart Skirts the world of the paranorm. Yeah, well, it, it involves the paranormal, but it does. Because um, the way I describe paranormal is like otherworldly and i feel like this is otherworldly yeah we're also going to talk about the condition that we uh that i briefly well not briefly we talked about a good while in the bonus episode you guys heard earlier this week with believe in the bizarre believe in the bizarre cool dudes yeah um so real quick if you haven't followed them on instagram listen to any of their other stuff make sure you do because they are some rad guys. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Use the terminology know. from the early. I know. 90s, I have some 80s. weird terminology. I That's use. rad. Rad, cool <laughs> beans. Anyway. Definitely. Definitely. Sorry. So we're talking about alternate realities and interdimension and other things that evolve around it. Because when we get to the end of this, I'm going to talk about my condition and probably go a little more in depth than I did with uh, guys on Believe Bazaar, which I blew their minds. Yeah, which this is probably going to be an Isaac-heavy thing just because he has so much research done outside yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. And as I'm not going to say it's not something I'm not interested in. I just... Mm, like, it's just not one of my favorite subjects, paranormal-wise, to talk about, so. Well, I mean. I like that Mandela effect, though. Yeah. Which kind of plays in, in par with uh, alternate universes and stuff like that, because the Mandela effect, I'm still blown at some of those things. Now, I guess that'd be the first thing we talk about. Uh, the Mandela, Mandela effect has to do with Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the name got coined, phrase anyway, with most people thought he died uh around the time he went into prison or at least mm-hmm. he died in prison and other people remember him coming out of prison and becoming the president of south africa and doing all the great things he did being a good leader you know being that kind of person right um so people remember them differently like no i remember him dead well i remember that so then became yeah. the mandela effect and essentially it's like when a group of people like have distinct memory of specific things yeah. like for one the the number one Mandela effect that blew my mind is the Queen song "We Are the Champions." Yeah, like I I specifically remember him at the end going of the world. Yeah, my grandma for do. some reason doesn't, but I'm like, I think you did. You're just not saying it, but like, oh, it just blew my mind. Like. I, I can't tell you how many times I re-listened and re-watched and stuff like that because there was an episode of Carpool Karaoke mm-hmm. with, I think it was Gwen Stefani, Julia Roberts, and George Clooney where they're like, you know, they're singing with George Corden and... James Corden. Ja- James Corgan? James Corden, yeah. yeah. No, I James- used to call him James Cordon because I didn't yeah. like know his... Li- Anyways, okay. That's yeah. a side subject. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I know I have a bad thing with like name pronunciations. Anyways... Back to what I was saying. So, like, he, like they literally are waiting for of the world, and they were like, mm, "I guess, I guess it's not, I guess it's not part of the song." They thought it was a new version. Another one is the Fruit of the Loom logo. 
Yeah. With the cornucopia in the background. I remember the cornucopia because I used to always ask my mom, well, what the heck is the cornucopia? What is that? Yeah, the thing in the back from like Thanksgiving. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then now it's just the fruit. Like, what the frack? Uh, no, it's always been just the fruit. And how like Fruit Loops spelled, right? Yeah. People, I remember is fruit like F U. The only one that I remember, R-I-T. like what they say it currently is that they say is a Mandela effect is Curious George. Like I don't know, I remember him without a tail, but apparently people remember him with a tail. I remember without a tail as well. Yeah. So it's kind of weird, like the fact that so many people like think one thing and then another. It's I know they say like it's false memories, but I really. I, I can't see how that's false memories. Like, so many people, you know what I mean? It's so weird. Well, two conclusions have come with the Mandela Effect is that it's the false memory collective in the sense that you remember something. No one remembers everything 100%. Mm-hmm. There's always some differences, like something from your childhood that you remember clearly, but you go back to it and like, I don't remember like this. Or like something seemed bigger to you or like a, a room that you remember as a kid seemed very big when you go to it as an adult. It's like, man, it's kind of tiny. Yeah. Um. Or mm-hmm. the conclusion that I came up with, um, and most people come up with it too, is that our reality has collided with another, right? Yeah. Um, doing so because of the particle collider in Sweden, Holland, one of the areas over there. Yeah. Um, they, on the ground, remember that big giant particle collider? They tried to smash atoms together to create the God particle, mm-hmm. right? They've been doing that for around the time that people started becoming aware of the Mandela effect. Yeah. So hence people thinking, maybe they didn't know they did it, but when they started turning that machine on and particles start colliding, it teared open uh, another reality similar to ours, but different in the small differences that most people recognize. Yeah. So that, for everyone, right? So not just like me on a personal level, I, my own personal Mandela effect thing, but I'll get into that later. Um, but for everyone around, that's what happened to them to create the alt, the different memories. Like, oh, I remember it that way, but I remember it that way. You did, because both happened, but in different realities. And the realities have collided to almost c- become one, but doing so, half of some memories got transferred over and half of the other. So, wow. it's, yeah, that's. And the that's other what I theory. mean, like, the subject matter itself, like. My brain is probably going to hurt after this. Is he smoke coming out of your ears? Yeah. Like, it's like, it's, you know, like how some people can't grasp, like, maybe demons or some people can't grasp, like, Bigfoot or something. This is something that I have a hard time, like, grasping in my head. I guess because I never really had, like, like, I don't have your situation. I don't, I've never really dealt with alternate realities. So I can't really say that, like, I have experience with it or, like, it's something that's true. It's kind of like, for me, like gnomes or fairy folk, because like I've never dealt with that. Like I can, I can talk about it, but and like anything else, and you hear me talk about it all the time, is that you know there's stuff out there we haven't discovered, haven't even begun to kind of like comprehend. So like, could it be real? Could that actually be a, a thing? Yeah. Well, it's some big brain stuff. Yeah. Well, my brain <laughs> is like focused on I don't know. I don't know. My mind's probably going to be blown, and I'm probably going to, like, can I go to sleep now after this? <laughs> well, that leads into the next tangent. Um, you've ever heard of Shortner's cat? No. Shortner, or professor, was a professor in, like, early 40s or 50s? A long time mm-hmm. ago. I can't remember the exact year. But he predated Hugh Everett, who was around the uh, 
eighties, I believe, or sixties or something. A long time ago. I can't mm-hmm. remember the exact years, but I know first year was Shorgner, then it was Hugh Everett. Anyway, Shorgner was the, the, the doc, the professor along with a few others that came up with the idea of all of, um, the test, the, uh, the, the thought, the thought test of the cat in the box, Shorgner's mm-hmm. cat, that the cat in the box, uh, has to be alive and dead, right? We don't know if it's alive or dead, but it is alive and dead at the same time in the same place, right? The thought process. Is it alive or is it dead, mm-hmm. right? And it has to be both because you don't know which is which until you look. But until you look, it is both. So that came with the thought process that only what you view, you as a person, exists because you're viewing it, right? There's actually something called that reality thought that whatever you're not looking at or even thinking of doesn't exist until you do. Yeah. Which blows people's minds when they think about that. Like, we telling me that a person doesn't exist until I look at them? In a way, yes, and also no. But you know that person exists. I know my, my family exists in Texas right now. They're happening right now. But do I know what they're doing? No, because I can't see them, mm-hmm. right? But do they exist if I'm not looking at them? In my time and place of reality right now? No. As as anyone else in the house, wow, or is nothing outside of what you can see, mm-hmm. right? So those thought processes led Schwarzenegger and other scientists to start condensing the idea of quantum mechanics and quantum theory about seeing quarks and and the atoms how they go down to the most uh, microscopic level, like subatomic level, going so far down. Now I see quantum theory; people think you know Avengers and stuff like that. And that was a good play. I like that movie. You know, that was a good yeah. uh, what they did, but um. The actual science behind it is that when they try to view these particles that are so subatomic is that they would um, dissipate. And then when they weren't viewing them, apparently they would come back and they would dissipate. And when, how do you record something without viewing them? It's I forgot how the actual science behind it. See, I'm not that smart, but I remember yeah. what, what the, how they explained it. Um, so that's what the idea came in quantum theory is that Schrodinger's cat was the same test, but on a larger scale. That something has to exist and not exist at the same time because it's the same particles did. They were there and they weren't there in the same place because when you view them, they become in, in their perfect lining. When you're not looking at them, they become condensed. So Schrodinger's cat theory test was the same thing. The cat's alive and dead. It's alive when you look at it, but it's dead in a box if you're not looking at it. So... Years later, Hugh Everett came around and used me mathematics and science, put on more to Schrodinger's theory with quantum mechanics and quantum theory, that for order to that to exist, there has to be both at the same time in the same place. So he coined the idea of the multiverse, that every choice that you ever made, every choice that you didn't make is happening right now, but in alternate realities. Right? You mm-hmm. may look like... Ugh. No, it's just like, I don't know why this subject is just so like, it. like I have to really like focus with it. I know it's, it, it blew my mind when I first thinking about stuff like that, but I'm using the most lamest way of, of saying it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the multiverse, multiverse theory, right? People mm-hmm. think, oh, it's different realities, different worlds. Yes. The other worlds. No, it's the same earth, but different realities happen at the same time. Right. So Hugh Everett's theory was that in order for the cat to be alive and dead, they both have to be at both at the same time. 
So that's why he came up with the idea of the multiverse theory, sensing that every decision that you made, every decision you didn't make, is happening at the same time. So us sitting in different positions, are you on this side of the table, me on that side of the table, us different mics, different equipment, me wearing a different shirt, you wearing a different shirt, maybe you're not wearing glasses, maybe you're wearing contacts, vice versa, my hair is done, maybe not did. All the different choices and choices you didn't make happening at the same time in the same place, right? Mm-hmm. So that's Hugh Everts. And that theory was actually visualized in the show uh, Debs, mm. which was a really good show. I liked it a lot. But it played on that theory of that. And it actually showed a scene in the show where a character was sitting, lying down, standing on next to the window, and all of these different versions are happening in the same place at the same time. That's Hugh Everts' theory. Mm-hmm. Right? Not essentially the multiverse reality. You can't converse with these other versions of yourself because they're other realities, but they're happening in the same place. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'll go more into that when I talk about my condition because those those two points come up with my uh, condition. If you already listened to the bonus episode, you know where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But the other thing I want to talk about that happens to a lot of people Mm-hmm. Which make people think we uh, live in the Matrix, right? Yeah. Or something as they call the glitches in the Matrix. Oh, yeah, because I'm yeah. actually crazy enough. I have gone down a TikTok hole, which I tend to go down those a lot. <laughs> um, which, you know, a lot of people rag on TikTok, but I actually kind of, there's some like intense stuff that goes on. Um, aside from the typical like strange dance videos that get popular, and it's just, anyways. Um, but yeah, but I've seen that and I'm like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Some of the stories I heard about glitches in the matrix were, um, this kid, um, was hiking with his, uh, was camping with his parents, right? Mm-hmm. And he's the same place they've gone for years. His dad took, his grandfather took his father there. And so he was there as well. So his family's like a main spot they've always gone to for years. And this trail that goes down to the river and back up to the. The campsite. So he went down to the river to do some fishing. And he was coming back and he passed by a guy that looked very familiar. Like, um, could be a distant relative, right? And the guy that he was looking at, right? The older version, uh, the older guy, right? Um, had a strange look when he stared at him. Like he was surprised. Like, didn't say anything. So the kid was like, whatever, weirdo. Just fucking kept walking, yeah. right? Years. Later, he goes back to the same place and takes his son there, right? Show him stuff like that. And he wants to go down to the fishing spot to make sure it's all right. As he's walking down there, he sees a younger version of himself walking up the path with the fish pole. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? Then he remembers, wait, I see myself, but I don't remember that, but as an older version. So essentially, he saw himself, the guy glitching the Matrix, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that kind of like, too, like, those videos where, like, well, I think that's more like they talk about simulation, like, the world being a simulation. Like, when the bird, like, like there's a bird flying, and then it, like, stops. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I've seen that video, too. Like yeah. The bird flying, all of a sudden you see it freeze in midair, and then, yeah. then it moves again. Like, what thing. the shit? Yeah. Now, that's kind of a, like, a, like, a, it always boggles my mind, like like the world's a simulation. It's well, it's a lot of 
some actual scientist scientific proof that can come to that, but it also can also prove the existence of a creator. Hmm. Uh, when you go down to our atoms and the way we're kind of built and the code that is humans, mm-hmm. it's zeros and ones, like mathematics and technology, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which can explain that we were created, mm-hmm. right? So scientists think that the way that the way we're built is very mathematical and on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Which proves to the fact that we were created and it didn't happen by accident. So then again, you go to the my alien theory about Anaki and stuff like that, how we were created by them, right? Mm-hmm. So we're on that verge in the science community, not me, but other ones, <laughs> yeah. to proving that, that we were created not by accident, right? And this is what, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson, some other ones, like, big big brain minds, when it comes to, like, the, the level of science, they had a discussion. Um, and they're thinking that we could live in a simulation because it's so on purpose, right? Yeah. And in reality, we probably created for that reason. Yeah, it's like, there's a whole bunch of more questions and theories behind it. But, yeah, the glitch in the Matrix thing, that's that's what freaks people out. Yeah. 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 Uh, you want you want to talk about my condition? Yeah, so Isaac has a condition, which, funny enough, I'm not going to give, like, super big details, because honestly, I don't know if she wants me to give big details, but there is somebody, because Isaac, for the longest set time, has said that he's never met anybody that has this condition, that no. has this situation, but, Lord, uh, <laughs> you didn't even eat anything yet. No, I had a protein shake. Yeah, a protein shake, yeah, I guess. Too much protein. Yeah, they're going to stink. Oh. <laughs> Grode, man, growed. Continue. Burly man bottom belch is over Burly there. man bottom belch. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um. Anyways, what was it? Okay. But she actually messaged me because um, she started listening to the podcast. And... um. I think she came over from Believe in the Bazaar. Like, you know, she listened to the Believe in the Bazaar um, bonus episode, and then she started listening to our other episodes. And she heard us talking about like different stuff. And she heard Isaac's situation on the Believe in the Bazaar episode, and she had something similar happen. And uh, so, yeah, so there is at least one other person that's had something similar. Yeah, um, I don't expect us. Or everyone that had the same exact thing that I but went I'm through. But I'm wondering if this has ties with sensitivity. Like, possibly, but like then again, I'm still like questionable of that I am on that level. Yeah. No, um, I, I think, I think like anything, sensitivities and stuff like that, like it's as unique as a fingerprint. Everyone has a different, people that have abilities have different, like ways that things happen to them, mm. you know, like sensitivity wise. Like for me, I don't really get premonition that much, but I get feelings. Like I know when to get out of a room. Like the, what is that called? Like the fight or flight mm-hmm. instinct. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you that. I could tell you someone's energy. I, I'm like more in the now than I, like I get stuff through dreams. Like I could look at a picture and tell you energies behind things, people, whatever. But that might be maybe your ability is what this condition is. Okay. Um, 
I think I talked about this on a few other podcasts. Not story ours. Story time, story time. Let's <laughs> jump into story time. Before we go into my condition, we can talk about this. Um, uh, the sensitive or the, the medium that you talk to. Mm-hmm. Right. I give his name away unless he wants us to. Yeah. Um, but, but if he's listening, you know who you are. Yes. Uh, he said that apparently I also oh. have abilities too. Mm-hmm. Now, I try to think about what I could have of anything, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't believe it 100% myself. But energy, manipulation, maybe. And I, I, I chalk it up to, for some reason, anytime I'm in a room of lethargic people, I have an innate ability to hype the room up. And I noticed this most evidently with um, band practices mm-hmm. that I was part of. Um, the room would be boring. We would like feel tired. And then I would basically hype us up and I would do that subconsciously. I wouldn't mm-hmm. do that consciously. I wouldn't make us do that. But for some reason I had that innate ability to do that. And even with shows and stuff like that, like I'm absorbing the energy around me and then I'm like producing it myself to hype it up. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I guess energy vampire or something like that. Or in reverse. Well, I think, it, yeah. Yeah. I think it's more of a verse because, like, an energy vampire, like that term or whatever, is like taking someone's energy. Yeah. Like you, you make people lethargic, and I think like you feed off people's like negative emotions. And, and that's stuff. what I always thought. I chalked it up to. I, I, I call it like sin eating, which really originally wasn't sin eating. Is it's a whole different scary. thing. Yeah, that really. We have the movie like... The Sin Eater is pretty good, but um, <laughs> with uh, what's the, Heath Ledger? Yeah, he was in there. I remember that. Really. Um. What is He's my first ever like movie crush. <laughs> From Ten Things I Hate About You, uh, yeah. he was like the bad boy. Yeah, I was like, dang, yo, Heath. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um. No, for some reason I always seem to take negative energy from people and produce positive energy, right? And I always did that subconsciously. Like I wasn't always that kind of person. But for some reason, negative people liked having me around because I did that. Yeah. No. And I, yeah. and I, as like a person observing, can definitely say like, cause my whole sensitivity thing, like I said, like sometimes energies can be way too much. Like there's too much. Like I know when you have your holiday party for your work mm. and there's like 13 couples there, or, like 15 people total. Like, I start getting a bad headache and I start getting, like, antsy and, like, anxiety a little bit. Like, it's just too much at once. I'm, like, trying to get this person and this person and this person. It's just something I can't necessarily turn off. But, like, if I get too overworked, Isaac has a tendency to come in and kind of, like, combat that. Like, make me feel at ease a little bit. So, he has something to do with energies because, like I said, like, if I start getting overworked... He's able to recharge me. <laughs> or take away the negative anyway. Take away the negative. So I don't like out. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best way to describe it. Like, cause when I feel too much energy, it's like, I can't even describe it. Like, it's hard for me to only someone that truly like has felt that can, can kind of describe it. It's like anxiety to the, to the highest level and like, like, I want to just, like, pace the floor. Like, it's it's really, like, I even start twitching sometimes. Like, it's real, yeah, I don't know. Okay, going off on a tangent again. <laughs> Which, that should be my name, Megan the Tangent Sanjets. <laughs> now, 
I'm trying to remember <laughs> the exact dates. Um, was it last month? That apparently, there was supposed to be some great awakening amongst all mediums oh, and psychics. Oh, yeah. No, on, well, on TikTok. They keep saying that. And, like, <clears throat> that they're, like, I think it was, like, August 27th. Hmm. It was supposed to be some big thing amongst... Well, it was crazy because there was a thing going around with empaths, sensitive, psychics, mediums, all of the above in that category, um, that they were feeling weird things. Like they kept, they couldn't go to sleep. They kept waking up three to four, real irritable, I think it was irritability, not being able to sleep, um, headaches. Oh, what was the other stuff? Like vision, like vivid dreams. And, and, um, like, and I was feeling that too. And like weird stuff with the Wi-Fi. And I remember before I started looking at the videos, cause it came up on my feed, I was like, meh. Something is off. Like, I keep saying something's off, and I reached out to some of, like, different, like, sensitives and mediums that I know, and I was like, hey, are you feeling this too? And they were like, yeah, and it was like a whole big community of people saying, yeah, I'm feeling the same way, I'm feeling the same way. Nothing ever happened. Because, you know, it's weird, because on TikTok, you know, if you really go down that rabbit hole, yeah, they really, like, you're going to think the world is ending, like, tomorrow. Like, they, they talk about... I don't know, like, like, I know a lot of them are talking about, like, a food shortage in America or in the world. They're talking about, uh, civil unrest. They're talking about, uh. Got off topic. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, Megan Tangent Sanchez. Okay. No. No, but I mean, where are we going with this? There was a point to it. The Great Awakening thing. Yeah, the Great Awakening. Yeah. So, like, there's like a whole bunch of stuff surrounding that. Like they, no one, then of course, some people are referring to the Bible, like the rapture and all that stuff. So I don't know. Apparently though, they, a lot of just rolling down that bottom thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Popping squallies over there. <laughs> Zing. Okay. Um, well, the point I was making though. Yeah. Um, because of that date, I don't know if it was true. It's not 100% true, but it's not 100% untrue. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, a thought came to my mind, and I don't know why, to try to absorb through my hands, right? Mm-hmm. Strangely enough, I can actually feel something. Yeah. And it's almost like a low static charge I can feel absorbed through my hands. Like yeah. you're putting your hand near something staticky, but it's very low. Mm-hmm. But becomes very potent with the dead. Yeah. And I know this. Well, at least I, I need the proof behind it if I'm actually doing this or not. It's yeah. not just in my head. Uh, because you told me Killian saw something in the house, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, um, yeah, he was, I think I mentioned a couple times already. I don't know if I said it on here, I said it like two people that have messaged me. But basically, Killian has been saying that he's been seeing this big, like, black mass that apparently makes a monster face. And my brothers as well, my younger brothers. A monster face at him and it stomps. And so there was one night that it was really bad. Like, I was getting a bad feeling. And, uh, you know, he told me he was scared. He pointed over to a dark room. Um, and so then I got Isaac. Because I was like, oh, well, you know. Because well, he wasn't, wouldn't go. This is, I'm not talking about the time that was in a den. That's no. 
that's a whole different thing I want to discuss later. But the time you told me that was in the front room. So oh, I, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I thought you were talking about a den. No. Anyway. No, I went feeling around, right, to see if I can absorb something or feel something, and I did. I found it, wherever it was, in a specific spot, and when I was trying to feel, I guess it's energy, I pulled something cold. Like, yeah. I felt what paranormal investigators talk about, a cold spot. But when I did, when I was like, I was pulling it to me, or I was absorbing it, whatever it is, yeah. right? And it was just a cold spot right there that I could feel. But I put my other hand around it. And I couldn't feel it. I could only feel it in the hand that I was supposedly absorbing, whatever it was, mm-hmm. which was strange. Yeah. But it's this would be strange. Yeah. This would only be proven if I talked with another parent, I'll say a, a medium or psychic who can see ghosts and know where they are in a room and they know I can't see them. But if I feel around and I find it and they're like, holy shit, how do you know he was there? Right. Then yeah. I know, well, it's, it's, it's real. Otherwise, it's just pokey, you know, in my head. Pokey, yeah. <sighs> now, <laughs> people are probably like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like that one. We're not complete weirdos. Like that character from, oh my gosh, Chandler? <laughs> from Friends? Yes. <laughs> what was her name? Ooh. <laughs> you forgot? <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite Janice. show. Janice. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, my condition. Now, I talked about it with the bonus episode with uh, Tyler and Charlie. You leave it bizarre. But I'm going a little more of a recap slash also additional information. Mm-hmm. My condition. Now, I explained this before. So, if you heard it before, you know, it's, it's the recap. But the retelling of it, I might add a little bit of things differently. When I was 16, mm-hmm. I started having episodes with deja vu that I thought were seizures. Because the, the pain that I experienced when I, every time I had deja vu was a massive headache. My stomach felt like I was upset, like I was going to throw up. I could bar- hardly breathe. It felt like someone was squeezing my heart, and the room was spinning all at the same time. Right? Mm-hmm. So that was an intense feeling I, I didn't know how to explain. And when I was 16, I was a kid. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like having a seizure or something. Because when people tell me they have seizures, <clears throat> well, excuse me, um, they're like, oh, you know, it's it's intense violence. But people who have actually had seizures, that's not what they experience. It's almost like they have a massive brain aneurysm and they're on the ground twitching and they don't know what they're doing because they're blacked out. Yeah. Right? Uh, so this happened a lot when I was 16. A lot. Like it started getting bad to like three times a day, every day. For like almost like two to three weeks to a month. So my mom noticed and said something, something's very wrong. We need to go get you checked. So I went to get a CAT scan done where they do this thing over your brain, look for anything. Didn't see anything out of the ordinary except for a uh, benign tumor, where essentially it's like a polyp, right? My fronter, fronter, frontal uh, skull above my nasal cavity, mm-hmm. um, which is about smaller than the size of a dime, <clears throat> right? Right yeah. here in my front. And he said it was benign. Don't worry about it. We don't really have to perform surgery to remove it. Only thing is, are you sensitive to certain smells? And I was like, yeah, cinnamon gives me a headache. Cinnamon and cilantro. Yeah, which is Mexican. Uh... <laughs> and I was like, cinnamon. I was like, oh, man, you can't have cinnamon anymore? Yeah, I can't be around it. As soon as I smell it, it's like a I, migraine. You know what's crazy is like before me and Isaac, like that was like, I always used to say, oh, my God, when you walk in my house, I wanted to smell like cinnamon. I love yeah, c- never. I loved cinnamon. Never. No, never. I can't. Now I gotta stick to vanilla. Unless I like, surgically remove it, but yeah, never. Vanilla. 
Anyway, um, they found that, and he's like, they can't be the key to it. Then he asked if I was stressed, like, Doc, I'm 16, what are you going to be stressed about? Oh, academics and schools. Like, uh, no, not really. <laughs> I don't really care that much. So, um, 17, 18, 19, it gradually got less and less. Um, 19, I think 20, I, it stopped altogether. I didn't have one ever again until I reached around 27, 28. Then out of nowhere, they sparked up again, right? I can't remember the first time I had it again, but I remember the same sensation. But this time, it was almost electricity in my brain, like electrical surge going on along with all the other pain. The headache wasn't a headache. It was like, bang, like electricity in my brain. Yeah. And everything else was going haywire at the same time. And it would, it, it impacted me. Like, this could take me out. Uh, at least bring me down to a knee. That's how powerful they hit sometimes. Sometimes they're not so bad. Sometimes they're pretty heavy. So, me, older. Let me like give some context, context before we get to that. Uh, I think around 27, for some reason, I, my mind expanded and I can never explain why. But for some reason, I got smarter. I was able to retain the information faster, yeah, analyze they, things quicker. Well, they say once you hit past 25, I forgot. It's your, I forgot. I'm not even going to try because I might, I may butcher it. There's a certain section or cognitive thinking gets strengthened or something like that. But basically, your brain stops growing, I think. It, it's like it goes through one boost of strengthening and then it, like stops, like you've reached your full potential. Not yeah. full potential, but whatever. If I had this this mind when I was younger, I would have been a straight A student, just because yeah. how far and how much I can learn. Uh, hence the quantum theory stuff that I learned for fun. <laughs> but yeah, my mind got more expanded. I was able to analyze things quicker and stuff like that. And fun fact about me is I consider myself an amateur mentalist because I'm very analytical and I'm very observant when it comes to everything. And this is all I've always been. Ever since I was a kid, I would always pay attention and detail to everyone, everything I met. And I could always guess things about people by just looking at them, mm-hmm. like a mentalist. And I learned about that from the show The Mentalist, which is oh one gosh, of my favorite shows. Oh my gosh, she was shows. obsessed. It's one of my favorite shows. <laughs> but the art of mentalism is basically judging, or at least guessing, uh, very educated guessing, someone's deep personality traits about them by just how they look. How they carry themselves, how they talk, details about their hands. Every little detail from the outside can give great details about someone's personality. So, me becoming more analytical and becoming awakening of my basically expanding my mind when I was 27. So, when these helped me, when these episodes started up again, I started figuring out in more detail what was causing them, at least what they are. Now, I looked up seizures. I looked up stuff like that. Nothing. Nobody. Whoever had seizures explained in detail about the what I would feel, what they would feel. Everyone explained the seizures exactly the same way. Massive headache, and they black out, and they basically see themselves twitching on the ground and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Even scientists, doctors, I watch all these videos, explain it the same way. But some people would say they get like a foreshock, uh, or they call it, yeah, a foreshock, or like a sensation that it's going to happen, a foreshadowing, or a foreshock, what they called it. And I was like, oh, that makes sense, because that's what I feel sometimes when I before I have my episodes, is that I get that sensation of a slight confusing feeling, and then, boom, the episode would happen. i go through the pain and all that, right? Now, where it got weird, like I said, older mind, able to figure things out, is when I had these episodes now, I was able to see flashes of memories 
of things I've never done. Things that I've experienced, I've never experienced. So how do you remember something you've never experienced? Was it not yours? Not your memories. The things I would see had I've never done. I don't, I didn't even look like that. So my, my first conclusion was that am I remembering dreams? Am I doing like this? That wasn't it. I, like I said, with what I learned about quantum mechanics and what I learned about Hugh Everett and all the multi-war theories, my conclusion, <laughs> what was that look? <laughs> no, I'm just starting to, you mind. Yeah. You can see the steam yeah. lifting my headphones off my head. My conclusion is that the multi-war multiverse theory is that there's different versions of yourself in the same place at the same time doing different things. So my theory is, is that when I have these episodes, one version of myself and another are colliding and we trade memories. Whoa, dude. So that collision causes all that pain. You're looking about to fall asleep. <laughs> no, it's just my brain yeah. like wrapping my head around it. That collision causes me that pain surgical bird my brain and all that and also to get flashes of memories that i've never done uh funny enough that i, I think i said this on the show but i'll talk about it again is that the right before i actually recorded with them um that morning i had a i, I was basically just tripping my mustache and i looked in the mirror and everything apparently has to be correct for one of these episodes to be even triggered the smell, the lighting in the room, what but I'm you wearing. You need to say too, like what you smell too I'll when it happens. Yeah. Okay. Everything um, has to be aligned perfectly for one of these episodes to even trigger, right? And what I saw when I had the episode was a different version of myself that looked more Spanish. That's the best way I describe it. Like very Antonio Banderas looking, right? Mm. Antonio Banderas. I was taller. My hair was slick. My I didn't have a beard, and I just had the mustache. Obviously, that I was trimming. Yeah. And that's all I got to saw. Or got to see. Sorry. <laughs> bad cut. Bad way of phrasing. <laughs> Only I got to see. Um, funny enough. And then, yeah. what? Sometimes when I come back from it, I'm breathing heavy. I, I, I'm looking around. I'm very confused. I'm trying to figure out what happened. And also, when I breathe into my nose, I get the smell of, like, metal. Like and I'm not talking, like, blood. Like, when you, like blood up your nose it's almost like the smell of the way like if, if anyone's ever been to a welding class or at least walked around a, a shop where people are welding and stuff like that that smell of metal right that's the best way i can describe it mixed with sometimes like what did i said like paint can or something no you said like like when you open a freezer and oh it's yeah got that smell to it that that freezer smell like a freezer burn or yeah. even you said sometimes it even smells like peanut butter uh maybe yeah, that's how you told me. You're like, oh, I don't think I can eat Reese's for a couple of days. Well, when you're around me, I want to say out loud what I'm I'm saying and experiencing just in case I forget. Yeah. Right. Because uh, that helps out a lot. When I, I, I start saying exactly what I saw, what I'm saying, what I'm thinking, what's going on through my head. Because I might forget seconds later of what triggered it or what it was even well, the, happening. The girl that said she had a similar situation but it was a little bit different like she would hear her name called before she would go in these things. Yeah. Right? She used to call them dizzy spells. Um and she said uh what did she say? I'm having a blank moment. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's like it freaking just lifted out of my brain. Anyway, you think about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. no. 
she said that one time she was like, she went to call out like, stop, right? And she literally heard her voice, but it wasn't her voice. It was a different voice. Mm. Which that would kind of play in terms with your multiverse. Like if that voice. I don't think my voice would ever be different because I would age the same exact way. Now, um, but what if in another universe or another reality you're a girl? She didn't specifically say, but I'm saying like, or what if like. I'm going to get to that. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the smell thing it happens sometimes and I, I would breathe it in. But going on to more me analyzing this and trying to figure this out. Uh, Hugh Everett's theory on the multiverse is a sense that if you were to visit the other version of yourself from the next, like say one to two, there's not a hundred percent difference, barely even a small minute difference. Like maybe your fingernails cut just a little bit differently, or maybe a little bit shorter like that. Something so minute that you would even notice, but it's different. Then say one to 100, then you start getting into a little bit more detail. Maybe, uh, a strand of hair is moved one direction and moved the other, or um, like maybe your fin- your the lines in your hand are different by altered by a small. So that's when you start noticing a little bit more differences, and then you go one to one thousandth. Then you get differences like maybe you're not wearing glasses today, you are wearing glasses today, or your hair is up and or down instead of up, or you know different T-shirt. And then when you go one to one millionth, then you start getting major differences, right? So. Some of these conclusions, some of these collisions, I'm experiencing on a, a different level because the memories I'm getting are different versions of myself that look different. Like I saw a version of myself that was smaller. Not say smaller, but thinner, maybe a little bit shorter, um, and different hairstyle. And he was darker than me. Like he had a real thick tan, mm-hmm. right? I even see a different version of you. Hi. <laughs> but funny enough, uh, I think one time we were having an argument or something, mm-hmm. and an episode triggered. So that told me that... This argument was meant to happen. Well, I say meant to happen, but it's happened over different realities. Yeah, yeah. so it was something that's... <laughs> Which tells me that we were meant to be together. We were meant to be together? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's in the other realities. I think yeah. you said we were meant to be. It's like, oh, dang, you want to spark another argument? <laughs> Just no, kidding. That's. I think that's, I guess, more evident that we were... Twin flames. All right, whatever. Oh my! <laughs> he hates when I say that because some people like, are cringing right now. Ooh, <laughs> my mom cringes at us sometimes. We do it on purpose. Yeah, you're like, oh my Isaac. Uh, where's I going with this? Oh yeah, so that's my theory so far of what is my condition. So my conclusion is that these episodes that I have, I'm colliding with another version of myself, another reality. Which causes memory transfer. Now, here's where it gets fucking weird. Um, where I thought I might be slipping through realities. My conscience moving from one version to the other. Is when I... One day at work after one of these episodes, I talked to my friend Chris, who I'd known for years. I worked with him for years. Talked to him face-to-face all the time. Mm-hmm. And I talked to him. I was like, what, where'd you get that gap in your teeth? Right in the front. Right in the two front teeth, right? And he goes, what are you talking about? I've always had it. Like, no, you haven't. I remember you without it. It's like, we've talked about you remember without it. We've been friends for a year. What are you talking about? I didn't notice that before. Right? I clearly 100% remember him without the Japanese teeth. And the scary thing is I can't even remember to tell you if it was there or not. Yeah. I mean, you, I, you didn't really meet him much. You didn't pay, pay attention. But, yeah, that freaked me out. 
like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. So it makes me think, are some of my memories being altered when yeah. the transfer happens? Yeah. And I'm remembering another reality of where Chris didn't have a gap. But in this reality I am right now, he does. It's like your own personal Mandela effect. Yeah, that was uh, the Tyler's conclusion. Yeah. That he thought I might be experiencing my own personal Mandela effect. Weird. Yeah. Now, funny enough, I had two more these episodes after I got done recording with him. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you had some recently. Yeah. And the best way, I know it sounds weird, but if you watch Vampire Diaries, right? And when what the, the hell is the, there is a there's a thing, okay. When the vampires, okay, so vampire diaries, right? When the witches do whatever they do, and they make the vampires go like, ah oh, man, like oh, they stop them. That's your face when you go through the episodes. Confused and pain. Yeah, yeah. it's like someone is. It's weird because oh. I've watched him go through them, and there's like nothing I can do. Until he gets out of it. Now, uh, the day after that, I think I had two more, and then it, I haven't had one of them since then. And I recorded that episode, what, last... Yeah, watch you have one after this. <sighs> anyway. Don't jinx it. Yeah. But the last one I had, I remember clearly, was uh, I saw a... I was... This happened when I was in the, back, the shower, actually. And for some reason, I was standing in the water. And then for some, then I saw, like, a a woman... Remind me of if anyone watches wrestling, Charlotte, mm-hmm. right? That same very tall Amazon-looking woman, very short blonde hair, um, and she was. That's all I got. That's all I saw. That's all I saw, right? Mm-hmm. And I understand what, what the reason behind it. Like maybe there's a version that I'm with her instead of you. I don't know. Yeah, better not be. <laughs> the other reality is so far away. But it had to be pretty far because it didn't make any sense to myself. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. She had a tattoo on her face that kind of looked like a like a flower vine going up her neck. That's the only images I got. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Shut up. <laughs> what if you're like I meet a woman like that? Like, oh shit, no. Anyway. Yeah. No. If you like, <laughs> there's a new girl at work. Um. <laughs> anyway, what's been happening recently is I've been getting flickers. I call them flickers. Basically, like almost like small flashes uh, I'm getting in my head uh, when I would get the foreshadowing or foreshock feeling that would lead up to one, but they're not happening. It's just like these flickers of memories. And what makes me think now is that every time I have these flickers when I'm doing something or I'm talking to someone or I'm in a certain exper- or a certain situation, my theory is... I'm supposed to be doing that. I'm supposed to be at this point in time, in this place, talking to whoever or doing whatever when these flickers happen because my other versions of myself are doing the same thing. So it's almost like a cheat code to know that you're on the right path. Yeah. Right? Uh, What was the last flicker I had? Oh, I was was one of those interviews I was doing. Mm -hmm. I had it when I was talking to them. Ugh. Uh, I had like flicker like for a second, and like almost like a like a like a like a. It's almost like you hear like a high pitched uh noise, very high t- tone, like a dog whistle almost. That's kind of sen- sensation, I, yeah. like the pain I feel. So these flickers, right, are my conclusion that I'm on the right path of doing things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I wanted to talk about it on the Leave Mazar podcast because I wanted their platform. 
to hear it. And I and they talked about doing that's gonna be one of their submission episodes. Yeah. So I have to wait to see uh, what their conclusion on is it, where oh, they yeah. believe believability is on it. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know when that's gonna happen. They haven't, they haven't said it, but they're probably like, "Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, this guy, this guy over here." But yeah, so um, if there's anyone who listens to our podcast that's experienced something similar, uh, let us know. Cause it's kind of crazy that the one girl that one message, hit chick you met, yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. What is your whole? I I guess your opinion on it. I don't know. Like I said, like like I don't really have the best way to say that. I really don't have an opinion on it. Like on your situation, I know there's something. There's something obviously not right, and I believe you. Yeah, but how does it would connect to sensitivity? Because essentially, a sensitivity is. Uh, I have an ability to look into other realities. No, it's. <laughs> It's like everything is sensitivity is your senses are heightened in a sense. Yeah. Right? And so maybe that is a form of a heightened sense. Heightened sense. I don't know. I really don't know, Isaac. I'm stumped on this one. Like, I really don't know. Like, and, and it's like, it's probably something that you can't. Dude, what the thoughts? You got a straggler? Yeah. He has a straggler. <laughs> straggler? Yeah. It's my word for like, you know, when you do that big belchy farts and then yeah. like you always have a little like pew. Now, there's probably going to be an update on this when I learn more about quantum theory, quantum mechanics. But the medical mm-hmm. conclusion to this would be, it's my last point. The medical conclusion to this would be is that when people experience uh, deja vu, it's the, what so far has been tested about this, what uh, psychologists believe. Is that your long-term, short-term memory, the transfer over between each one, when the deja vu happens, it's the recording of what you're experiencing recorded, replayed back. So yeah. you see it as something that's already happened when really it doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. So the medical conclusion to this would be is that when I experience deja vu, the, the transfer from short-term to long-term causes a major glitch in my system, hence electricity I feel, and then the haywire of all my organs. Yeah. Right, that would be the medical conclusion. But until I get tested, or at least they do uh, experiments, oh, God. <laughs> unless they do tests on my brain, and try to figure out exactly what's causing it. That's the only conclusion Didn't I have. The so doctor sending to like a neurosurgeon. Yeah, and they actually did like CAT scan me again when I did my back when I had a sciatic nerve pain. They were yeah. checking for the back, and they did my brain, my head, my whole body, and they noticed, hey, you know, you got the polyp right there in your skull. What is that? Right, that I, darn polyp. What's up? <laughs> So they, they asked about the it. Alternate, yeah, they asked about reality. it. And they said, "Oh yeah, I got that. I found out when I was sixteen. I had it. I told them the whole spiel, and they're like, well, not the whole spiel, not the yeah, whole oh thing.' God. But I had, I told them I got a cat scan done. <laughs> they probably could see them like dropping everything, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of, I kind of like avoided. It. It's like, oh yeah, I had some major headaches when I was a kid, and they had to look to see if I didn't have cancer or something. Um, but yeah, they saw it, and then I was like, oh, you might want to." Get that redone. It looks benign, but you might want to get that uh, look yeah, at Yeah, you do need to. Yeah. Put that on the to-do list. So I've, I've recently, that was what, last year? Yeah. So I recently had it looked at. So I, I haven't had a neurological test done where they put little electrodes on your brain and shit. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess that's the next level of what they could possibly test on. Hmm. I mean, you know, the one was, amongst seeing Chris when I was 
gap and stuff like that. One of the stranger things was when I started having these in the beginning when I was 16 in high school, I was playing basketball with a group of kids in PE, and one 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 got triggered, and I dropped the ball, and I was like, uh, and the coach was on, of course, he's like coaching us, stuff like that. But what was strange is that I saw him up here, my head, mm-hmm. ask Isaac, what's up? And I heard him clearly in my head. Then he was the echo. I heard it in my head first, and then he said it out loud. Oh, wow. And it was like a second difference. Like, Isaac, what's up? Isaac, what's up? Like, he was the echo. Mm. And that freaked me out. And I was like, what? Yeah. So it was almost like a small premonition thing to happen, but that was the only time it ever happened, ever. Yeah. Ever since then, I have anything close. Everything's always the after. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but I don't have another one. These things suck. And the, what's strange is that the like the the hazy feeling I get mm-hmm. afterwards. I don't know if anyone else experiences that after they have one of these episodes. Like it's almost like a, a, a when you slap your hand on a table and you got that sensation in your hand. Yeah. But up here in my brain. Right. The only thing that ever takes it away, um, the song by what's it, Hans Zimmer? Not Hans Zimmer. What's his damn name? There is Hans Zimmer. No. Forgot this guy's name. He's looking up the song where he was. Uh, I'll have to look for it later. Uh, but there's a song called Synaptics. Mm-hmm. Um, or sy- yeah, Synaptics. It's very electronica, very electronica, but very electronic based music with frequencies and stuff like that. And I found this song through iFunny, funny enough. And when I heard it, I still had this after effect going on. It cured it. Mm. It took it away. So it made me think certain frequency music mixed with electronic and bass can help. At least the after effect anyway yeah. of getting rid of it. Um, it can't prevent it, <laughs> but it can... I guess, for, like, take away the pain afterwards. Yeah. It's almost like medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If I blow people's minds with this, you know, just let us know. Yeah. Yeah, um, we want to hear feedback. But this is something that's been going on for a long time, so I just wanted to get that out there. We're supposed to be talking about uh, this stuff because it, you know, coincides. Yeah. For sure. Um, as always, make sure to check out our past Wednesday episode, which was with Believe in the Bazaar, and then our even previous bonus episode, which was with uh, Yammy from Crypto Chat with Yammy. So, um, and then next week, uh, we have on Wednesday, we have This Is Gonna Sound Weird, um, Sydney and Taylor from that podcast and then we're gonna be talking about one spooky it has to be probably my most other than demons my most terrifying and it's also a request from tyler and charlie yeah yeah so it is gonna be black eyed children yeah and the reason why we kind of paired this is gonna sound weird up with black eyed children week is because there is tons of reports of black eyed children like literally five minutes away from the house. And they are also from North Carolina. They're based out of North Carolina. So this is going to sound weird. This is going to sound weird. Yeah. They're yeah. based out of North Carolina. Sydney and Taylor. Yeah. So, um, we actually talk a little bit about like North Carolina, like, um, must go to places stuff. We talk a lot about like Halloween and, um, they've got some paranormal stuff that happened to them and we talk about it. And, uh, we brush up a little bit about black eyed children. Because they were like, hell no, I don't want to deal with that. Like, 
Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about Black Eyed Children yeah. next Friday episode. To me, yeah. it's the scariest legend. Because the more you talk about them, the more they can show Which up. I'm terrified. So we're probably going to, like, talk about it and then stop. <laughs> because I don't want to, like, I, and there's people that we live with that I could totally see being like, oh, come right in. Like, I forewarned everybody. I was like, if you see kids, because literally I'm going to read a story. It was published on Reddit, but it was by, because we live in a military town, and it was... Oh my gosh! It's, it's Scare people with that. It's Lord. a protein shake. <laughs> yeah, it's oh doing God. things to me. My God! Straight up ripping up your insides. Nah, I just eh. make a lot of gas. God. Okay. <laughs> um. So I Was mean, like, <laughs> probably got a record on this one. All right. Okay. Um. <laughs> but yeah, on on the military base, it happened. Yeah. So we'll read that story or maybe like read it separately and post it and then we'll just talk about it on the podcast. But yeah. So yeah, go check out our Instagram at Hidden in the Shadows Podcast. Also our Twitter at Hidden in the Sha. Hidden in the Shaw. In the Sha. Yeah, follow our Twitter because I, I post things regularly. And yeah. um He posts rambles. Rambles. Just thoughts ahead. Yeah, we're working on Facebook, but like I don't know what is going on with that thing because it like gave me instead of a business profile, it gave me a regular profile, mm. and it's like I am literally getting like hundreds of random people, but I don't really think they listen to the podcast. Yeah, so I think they're just like like I've gotten like at least a hundred friend requests and then like messages about Bitcoin trade. Yeah, it's <laughs> not scamming us. Yeah, yeah. and like. Like, there was one person that was like, send me your picture. I'm like, why? We're a podcast. What does it matter? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, we got the Facebook, but the main places you might catch us are Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. And um, I think we see, guess what I see on the horizon? Do you know what I see, Isaac? What? I see some merch. Coming. Oh, yeah. Some merch trotting Stickers down. Stickers and buttons and shits. And trotting down that hill. Mm. Maybe a hat. Maybe a hat for myself. Maybe we'll a mask. Maybe a, maybe a phone case. Who knows? But there will be much. Stop, stop doing that. Okay. Sorry. I'm freaking <laughs> them out. There will be merch towards uh, definitely by the end of September, not the first week in October. Yeah. Oh, show. So we'll catch your weirdos in the next one. Yes.